Testing, testing. Okay, we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Bitcoin Altcoin Trading Talk, episode 49. Oh, Alex is back in his lab coat. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm calling here from my evil lair. Got the 3D printer going, all that fun stuff. Right on, cool. Well, if we see any like uh, apes escaping, yeah, we'll, uh, sure to let me know. we'll let you know. Get a counterfeit Bitcoin back there? Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. We got an entire division on it. <laughs> you need to 3D print some Bitcoins? Um, yeah, I could probably print some physical ones. You guys want something with like a <laughs> private key embedded, maybe hold up to the light and then you can see the QR code. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, not a bad idea. So uh, how are things at ASIC Boost Labs? <laughs> um, pretty good. Uh, yeah, like um, so... Block talk on Friday. I got uh, it's CoinFest, so it's a uh, kind of a two-day-long conference, and I'll be handling about six hours of interviews. So wow. tune in, tune in for that. It's gonna be pretty cool. Lots of cool companies. Um, and then with Ubic, uh, we had a great time at the conference last week. Uh, I only had about six minutes to explain blockchain, uh, how it relates to machine learning, and what are the products we're building. <laughs> But uh, and and they had just finished eating lunch, so it was uh, oh, yeah. it was it was a little rough. But uh, we kind of got some good uh, intel. I got some people contacting me. Someone from Enterprise Ethereum, uh, the ETH Alliance, uh, oh, nice. her, her wanted to know why we were the only blockchain company there, and they weren't allowed. So uh, doing that now, we're on their radar. Thumbs yeah, fighting. Isn't that interesting. So, do you think they look at you as direct competition? I don't know yet. I think overall they see the EVM becoming a standard, and anyone doing it is probably a good thing, as long as we're not like bad publicity in terms of Ethereum. Like, I don't think we're we're competition. I just think we're just another option. Yeah. Like it's a general purpose blockchain that they can't even decide all the projects they want to build on it yet. So, I don't know if we're gonna really be com competition right now because I don't think they even have enough bandwidth to build out on it. Mm. Interesting. Um, so I, I guess we got to get the show started, though. Um, so we'll do some intros. Um, my name I thought is this was the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Why am I in this box? Um, <laughs> so my I'm name is William York Hill. Skyline. Damn it, Brian, just let me do the intro. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> William Kale from Coinigy, handing it off to Brian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As oh, I put yourself. myself on mute there for you. <laughs> I don't know um, who I am. I'm just some idiot trader guy. <laughs> no, you're the rational investor. Hey, Alex, you have a pretty chart on there. What's that? Oh, is that BTC? Yeah, I'm just trying to cover up my image. I'm, I'm a little bashful today, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're a handsome guy with a smashing haircut. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm not quite sure how I derailed this. Sorry, everybody. I gotta pass it back to Will, and I'll shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm just gonna pass it right back on to Da Vinci. What's going on, well, man? Well, I'm just chilling here, right? Uh, you know, trading away with Coinigy, and my account is looking really good. Almost 300 bitcoins, as my card account shows through their Coinigy API. Oh, it looks beautiful. I love it. Love it. <laughs> it's only right been on. What was that? It's only been a year and a half, and it's all thanks to Brian. I'm not giving him any more money for this, but <laughs> I have to thank him for helping me. Get <laughs> right, said, uh, tips are always graciously appreciated, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. 
You're gonna have to jack those subscription prices up a little bit, I think. Uh, well, I, actually, we got some really fun candy coming down the pike, so uh, I can't wait. We actually, uh, Seward, our PHP developer, says that we can even do screeners on crypto now, so we're super excited. Awesome. Good deal. Anyway, uh, congrats to DaVinci, puts in the hard work, uh, applies the basic principles of good money management. That's really what it's all about. And he's working the rewards. I hope you're doing proper security as well. That sounds like a lot of money. That's very liquid. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, right now I'm moving away from Polo because uh, I've seen this before. I know what to look for. Polo looks really bad. They might have a lot of money because a lot of money is trapped in there. Let's just say you have $25 million. Your maximum you take out is 25000 a day. You're never going to get it out. Let's just say you're earning conservative 10% a year off of your $25 million in crypto. You're never gonna. It'll take you a thousand days just to take out the twenty-five million. So there's no endpoint for you to take out all your money from Polo. So your money's trapped in Polo. A lot of people I know actually that have millions are trapped, and so that looks really, really bad. Honestly. Can you can you buy a coin and just move the coins to a different exchange? Yes, but you the maximum amount you can take out is twenty-five thousand dollars per day. Equivalent of the coin or whatever. Equivalent of the coin. So let's just say you you, you lucked out and you bought you know uh, I don't know let's just say you bought the dash you went all in on dash for like twenty five thousand dollars and you sold you sold at the high right you're you're rich but actually no you're not um, sorry because you can't get it out. <laughs> This is uh, an argument that uh, Bill uh, and uh, his legal team are having from Bittrex. They're trying to set a precedent that the the KYC and stuff it it needs to be um, uh, it it have it needs to be implemented uh, when the trade happens. So they want to implement um, you know verification and KYC based on trading volume rather than uh, withdrawal. Like you should always have the right to remove your money, but exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And that's a big problem, right? And so not only that, that's not the only reason why I'm leaving Polo. The other reason is that Polo's got a lot of problems which they shouldn't have. Uh, halting trading multiple times, um, uh, for example. And I noticed that I lost money because I was like looking at my account directly. And somebody asked me to buy something, for them, buy some Ethereum for them at, at the really high price. And I told them not to, but they wanted it anyways. And... Um, and so I was looking at my account. He wanted like um, uh, over three and a half bitcoins worth of, uh, of, uh, uh, of Ethereum. And so I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have enough. I have 3.2. So I'm going to have to go and cancel one of my orders. And then I'll have enough. So I'm, I canceled an order that had 0.5 bitcoins on it. And my account didn't go up. And I'm like, I'm looking at it directly. Huh. And then I asked them about it. I said to show me the detailed information of me canceling the, the, the particular uh, um, order, right, at, at this time, at this coin, and show me the details and how much I had it before and after, they refused. Ooh, that's said, not good. Oh, crazy. Were you able to see any of that info on Coinigy, perchance? I don't think you guys have that information, do you? I mean, we would we would have a snapshot of your balances on the day prior and then after uh, that. But yeah, you know, obviously that that fluctuates. 
because Maybe I didn't just on one trade, but unfortunately, I did it through the um, their 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 application, not through your API. Okay. And so that's why it probably won't show up there. Um, did any of you guys get caught with that um, polo uh, nonsense over the weekend on Ripple? Um, I didn't. I know a lot of our users did. Yeah. <laughs> Did any, your, uh, did any of your uh, Jumbox guys get caught by that, Alex? Yeah, I think a lot of guys, uh, you know, they're pretty well split between Bitrex and Poloniax. Obviously, like, if they want to trade margin, they need to be on Polo. Uh, you should sorry. explain what that means, what exactly happened. Oh, um, uh, so I guess Bitrex or uh, Pol uh, Ripple... I forget what the good news was. I thought there was some sort of good news, but uh, then immediately after there, there there was bad news that they found a bug that was in their code for I think probably three years, like basically since they created it, and um, so they had to patch it and everything. So immediately the price went down to try and like uh, um, I guess Ripple always retraces; it like never goes up in value. <laughs> Um, so did you see, uh, did you see Tim uh, Gravity's tweet? That was so funny. I don't know whether you guys saw that. The Beamish effect. Yeah, that's what I, thought. I thought it was too. I saw it. <laughs> but um, it's funny we, we talk about Polo because um, one uh, what's his name Bo Shen, um, one of these like Ethereum whales. He's kind of big guys in the space. They have a lot of money. When he got hacked, it really came to light that he, Polo couldn't even stop him from his funds being dumped because he has like direct access into their engine. Like he, he's not even like a mainstream user there. He, he has like straight up, you, um, you know, extra permissions. So even though the Polo site is down and maybe even the API is down, it's probably still trading. And a lot of guys were probably filling shorts. Hmm. So this is where like, uh, I really respect the Bittrex guy because you know, if uh, it, there, you can always be, you know, suspicious of how coins get added or like uh, new markets getting added. But when you have this unexpected downtime is when colors really come out. Like Bill and Richie are completely open about, you know, downtime, what the issues are. And, uh, you know, and they're very open on the ads too now. Like uh, no, nobody's really getting like a head start on any of this stuff. Uh, like they're, they're trying to build a good platform and a, and a reliable platform where Polo, some of it just seems way too convenient. Bill and Richie. Are the smack of crapsy kind of stuff again? Yeah, like Polo got hacked back in the day, right? Like, uh, I figure it was like ten percent of all the bitcoins or something got stolen. Mm. Um, uh, I, you know, what I'm just babbling random numbers now. No one better quote me on that, but I know they got hacked, and it was for a sizable amount. And then all of a sudden, you know, the platform came back, and they were, you know, spending money on revamping it and stuff, but. Whenever we get these high volume scenarios, it seems like the the engine starts crapping out a little bit. So uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely. Well, and I wanted to give an update, kind of too, um, as far as Poloniex is concerned with Coinigy. Um, if you were finished with your thought, yeah, yeah, go for <laughs> um, it. yeah. Sorry. So as many of you know, um, we've been having some issues with Poloniex's API lately on Coinigy. Um, it took us quite a while to actually get a hold of them uh, to one of the main issues was, you know, our servers are the ones that are hitting Poloniex and 
we were previously whitelisted and then kind of suspiciously were unwhitelisted. Um, so that was causing a lot of issues. So we got in touch with them. It was an honest mistake. Um, so they re-whitelisted us. Uh, but due to kind of the huge surge in Polonix usage, they implemented some new uh, rate limiting, basically. So if you're getting a dreaded 422 error when interacting with Polo on Coinigy, um, we're currently, I'm currently working on refactoring that code uh, to basically significantly cut down on the number of API calls we make to get around the rate limit. And just uh, some other things too, like pulling in um, all of your history, regardless of whether or not the trade was placed through Coinigy or not, or whether the order was open for a long period of time or not. Um, so hoping to have that uh, deployed by the end of the week. I'm kind of in final testing right now, just making sure everything's bulletproof. So yeah, just wanted to give an update there. That's cool. cool yeah. Um, just one. If final I didn't give Steve an intro, by the way. Oh, hi yes. Steve. <laughs> I, f I um, felt bad, but everybody was on a roll there. It's quite all right. Uh, it's a little little late to give an intro, but I work for Coinigy, and I also have a podcast, uh, the Blockchain Show. You can check it out. A bit of a hiatus right now, but we'll be back soon enough. I can uh, send you some people to interview if you'd like. I'm getting so many requests right now. I don't know how to handle them all. Oh, really? From like uh, <laughs> different coins and different people in the space. Like, you know, people just like uh, being able to have a good conversation. And I think it's important too. like doing this show is really healthy for the space because th there's a lot of text you can read online, but that's not real enough i don't think for some people like uh it's it's really easy to kind of start feeling like a crazy person when you don't hear other people talking about it <laughs> yeah uh yeah so some normal for me <laughs> <laughs> sorry brian well, you say talking to yourself is normal <laughs> that's normal <laughs> no i can't be in this thing uh, so, yeah. okay Rip question for um, a couple questions i have number one um and uh, Dav, were you trading on Crapsy before it blew up? Yes, I was, and I and I saw that blow up long before. It blew up. Uh, I guess my question is, and and Min Minpal, does any did any Alex, were you trading on Minpal before it blew up? And not Minpal. That was just a tad before my time, but I did have funds on Cripsy. Um, and so I, they guys... still owe me some jumbucks too, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I, just I looking at, we still have PayPal code. and part of that class action suit. <laughs> I think it's down in Florida or something. You have to go to, to file your claim, though. Yeah, we'll see. They're they're probably up for auction soon enough. Yeah. No, are there, are there any similarities here that we should take away from this? Or is this just, do you think it's just, you know. More similarities to, uh, what's it called, Bitfinex, right? than Cripsy. And so I think that there's going to be some major event that's going to come down. And they'll be fine because, you know what, they have a lot of people's money at first. And so they'll be fine. They'll, see, they'll say something like, oh, you know what, we can handle this loss. It's okay, blah, 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 yada, yada. But they're already done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how's the, uh, how's the uh, margin trading thing going with uh, Bitrix, Alex? Do you talk to Bill about that? Are they like almost – because that's – as soon as they get that online, they could start eating Polo's uh, market share, right? Oh, you have no idea how badly Bill wants to push it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the framework, like the uh, V2 is almost ready. Um, they're just kind of getting the last bit of markets ready and uh, bug testing. The margin is probably going to be a little bit after that, but yeah, Did V2 you, uh, is 
definitely. The, uh, the reason why the site went down there the other day was that because they're building this stuff out. Yeah, I think it was probably something based on the services they use. Um, usually, they have to like uh, they have problems with Azure, uh, like Microsoft or Amazon, and that's just the nature of running a service. I, I imagine Quinnigy, you guys have that problem too. Okay, oh yeah, it, it's a constant battle. I mean, just to keep services up twenty four seven. So, and, all you and, all you can do really as you know as a programmer sysadmin is segment things and segregate things as much as possible. You know, move them all over the place. So you know, if make sure there's no single point of failure, basically. Mm -hmm. so. Um, one final point, and I want to make. Guys, um, have any of you guys like? I was actually surprised, like, and I'm just curious. Have any of you guys uh, got accounts on that Cryptopia going and Yobit and stuff as sort of alternatives for when? <laughs> Definitely not like, Yobit. I do. <laughs> no, you don't like it, Russians? <laughs> no, there's so much I don't like about Yobit. There's so many coins there that don't have blockchains, and that's a big part of why I don't like them. Um, yeah, I mean, they launch coins before they're even available. Yeah, like they, they were that whole Lisk uh, fiasco too, right? So like they clearly don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. and, that, and that scares me from uh, like a security standpoint and and, and from uh, like a legal standpoint too. Um, I was surprised. I mean, I don't really know Cryptopia that well, but, you know, Bitrix goes into lists of coins. And I just went the other day and I was like, oh, what the hell, I'll move them over to Cryptopia. And then, you know, it's better part of a full Bitcoin worth of coins and they're just sitting there trading away on Cryptopia now. Yeah, and like they definitely have a, a, a place in the space. Like, um, you know, you gotta have those markets. And especially now, like uh, Bittrex is kind of, uh, they got a new um, person helping them with uh, their listings and delistings. Um, that, that will be Julian actually, uh, Julian Yap, one of our developers at Ubic. So he's helping with a, a lot of the, um, the new ads and the delisting. So he's looking at not just, you know, the market volume, but he's also looking at like their Bitcoin talk threads or their slacks and uh, Twitter. He's seeing like, is the, the coin dead? Like from those standpoints, because he can look at a chain and see uh, like, there's nothing going on here. Um, I'm going to delist this and then it's that final. Like, uh, you know, it, it's not, oh, this is your warning. You know, you got to get your volume up. No, they're, these are finalized, uh, Delisting, so they're helping Bill and Richie with that. And then the last couple of coins they've added have not been paid listings. They've actually gone out and looked for really cool projects like you know Music Coin or um, any of these other chains where there, there's some real people behind it and actual like um, good fundamentals. So um, yeah, Julian's doing a really good job, I think, on picking new coins. So they, uh, I'll just throw this out because I put the tweet out the other day and it was kind of interesting, the response. So, you know, STV, for example, that's on their hit list here. <laughs> I thought Sativa coin, of all the coins to whack heading into like 420, <laughs> I would have thought this was the last name in the world that you'd want to you'd wanna uh, delist heading into that event. Oh, just yeah. going up in smoke. Uh, well, and so the question I put out there, and I'll even ask you guys, is is this thing a piece of shit? Or is this, like, is this a screaming buy? Because I go over to, like, Cryptopia, and I can actually see a trade developing, and I just see that they bring in price right down into a price gap, um, and they've left lots of gaps to the upside. So I just I look at these delisting events and then you know this is the old adage opportunity is now here or is opportunity nowhere. I got whale orders now since two Bitterix delisting events, just even this past little whack, I've got two doubles out of coins that they turfed off 
And then I just moved over to Cryptopia, worked my orders at double my purchase price, and pow, pow, they're getting filled. Yeah. Uh, I think this is just, you know, Bittrex wants to kind of, I don't know, be a little more classy with uh, what they list. Like some, like they're looking at these coins like, you know, there's 20 different weed coins out there. Does Bittrex really need to list all of them? Well, yeah. no. So, um, like, let's let's clean up the count a little bit. That's surprising. I've, if somebody had said, you know, what was one of, you know, the more major of the coins, I, I thought Sativa was pretty popular, but I guess it's not, is it? Yeah, I, I don't think so. And, well, and, and and there are coins that like I know people who hold them, and uh, they're disappointed to hear they're delisting. But the idea with these delistings now is that I think a lot of people are okay with it. The vast majority are. The only people who aren't are the guys who throw five dollars at it because they see the risk reward. And that's that, that's like Brian. You you can see those trade locations, and, and you know it, it's just that that trade is not a justification for having the market on Bittrex. No, no, understandable, totally understandable. I'm just, I'm just, you know, and I wanted to get the feedback from the group. Uh, um, I suppose asking people about pot coins in itself carries a lot of politics with it. So uh, I understand if people are leery about weighing in, but I was. No, I, 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 I would weigh in, but I honestly know nothing about it <laughs> whatsoever. So. Right. I mean, really, and you know me, right? I don't. Uh, I, I I like charts, but when it comes to the individual names themselves, I can't really comment. So um, I, I get and the the feedback I'm hearing from you, uh, Alex, is within the community. Man, eh, you, you could have your money working in better places. Yeah, like honestly, that's just it. Like the space is so hot right now. Why would you put you know even five dollars on some of these? just to get 50 when like there, there's more, far more there's better stories out there the space is you know exuberant right now with the right. the so amount the of whole, like technology you don't see much going on with the 420 this year um honestly i think with uh i i think with how little we've heard about it going into it now like we're, we're talking about it now obviously but not the same as like last year last year everyone was expecting a 420 pump and it kind of went up a little bit before uh, this year, you know, like there's so much going on. I think a lot of the new money has overlooked it. So I think uh, this year I, I, I have a, at least one weed coin. I'll say I, I own the new listing uh, tokes on uh, Bittrex. So um, I'm expecting, a, you know, a decent return from that. I like the story. I like the people behind it. And the, the trade location was good when I bought it. Is that one of those rise only markets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, it seems like uh, the whole market itself is one of those right now. It's <laughs> yeah, going I, higher I, and higher. Actually, I'm, I'm very pleased that I didn't hear anybody say it today. But I heard Jesse uh, putting out the, uh, the dreaded hashtag. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, oh, bite your tongue, bite your Which tongue. Which one? Don't you dare say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as we say it, that's going to be the end of the run. So just everybody enjoy it, right? Does just it does it end it. in does it end in back? Is that okay? And so I also want to know my other question. I wanted Coinergy. How how are you guys doing in the evolution of your exchange? We are doing excellently. Um, Basically, we're going to start revealing some teasers shortly, probably within the next week or two. Um, yeah, maybe the next two, three weeks. But 
things are coming together pretty well. I mean, we're, right now we're we're basically working on the UI, and that's the big thing for us, you know. So um, obviously, you guys have used Coinigy. We try to go through things with a fine tooth comb, trying to try to do the best as we possibly can. Uh, we're working heavily on the charting library, which is going to be something you probably haven't seen before. Um, and yeah. Uh, Where, where's your what's your guys's like main focus right now? Like, is it the exchange getting that up and running? Is it is it um, like what what's like if I somebody said to me, hey, Brian, uh, I want I, I want Coinigy to build these screeners for us, right? And I've been like, yeah, I know we've been waiting, we've been waiting, but mm. their real focus right now is this. When they're done that, maybe they'll get to our stuff later on. What would you say your main focus is right now? So the it's I wouldn't call it a main focus. I would say that we have basically two team members dedicated to the exchange, and then a whole lot of other team members still dedicated to Coinigy. Um, so you know, basically the once the exchange is built out for the most part, um, you know that's that's going to be for the most part kind of of a hands off thing. Um, at least initially, as 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 long as we kind of nail it uh, from the get go. So that's that's what our main focus is, kind of UI wise. Um, the the chart scanner's coming. I can tell you that much. Um, so Rob's actually kicking some dirt on it right now. I think in the background. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how. It's hard to answer that question. Um, the the main thing that I spend my time on day in and day out is basically fixing bugs on Coinigy, um, and then customer support that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Rob and Byron who are working on backend, basically a huge refactor on our backend. Which you know the stuff takes time. I mean we're a very small team um, compared to you know some. Uh, I, I like to compare it to you know a lot of people compare us to. A lot of people think that we have like 30, 40 employees when they first email support. Um, and really, we're, we're working extremely thin right now. We're kind of a skeleton crew. So, you know, we're working with basically we have, uh, what do we have right now? Technically six developers. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we're, whoa, just heard something in the background there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, is that you? Yeah, I mean, we're we're nose to the grindstone. We're not going to lose any focus on Coinigy, if that's what you're asking. Um, there's no, there's I, still a lot I, of stuff I, going on. I don't, and I don't even know what that really means. Does that mean when you say focus on Coinigy, does that mean like the working of all these different platforms all off of your one sort of main platform? Is that what you mean by uh, focus? main focus is on Coinigy? Like uh, managing I, your accounts on the Coinigy platform, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean we're we're continuing with Coinigy, and you know obviously customer support and all the development and all the new bells and whistles that come along with that and, and features. So, yeah, just curious. rest assured, we're not we're spot, not. <laughs> no, it's 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 just a difficult question to kind of answer. Um, we're so you it's know, we have, and then the. It's Coinigy first and then the exchange. Let me put it that way right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of the big things that kind of we have in our pocket is, you know, this exchange was operating prior to us um, kind of essentially acquiring it. And Byron's basically been working on refactoring everything into the latest and greatest um, as far as the back end stuff. So um, mm -hmm. we we didn't have to start from scratch, if you know what I mean. So that's that's a, a really good thing. The code is battle tested already. 
Um, so that cut down on a lot of a lot of dev time as well. So really, are the main you, focus uh, is are features. You and, just doing it sort of like just a straight cash market, or are you going to get into the margin lending game and all that? We don't have any plans to get into any margin yet, mm -hmm. at least. Um, I mean, we're we're just going to do spot. We're starting small. I mean, we're really just mm -hmm. starting small, and we'll see where it goes from there. So. One step at a time, Brian. They got to you know succeed by not failing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's very true. I, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to put you under the gun. No, 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 no. You're, just you're not. Right? You're, you're not my, at all. You're you're you're, the, you're you're my guest on my show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I didn't have a, a preamble prepared, but. Um, <laughs> Well, they run like really. Hey, Da Vinci, what's what's going on in your life? Are you taking over any South American countries lately? <laughs> <laughs> no, just to come back to that, Brian. Too, um, you know, from my perspective, I'm I'm a software developer, so it's difficult. You know, I'm not a sales guy, in the least. So it's it's hard for me to kind of answer these questions sometimes, but. Okay. Steve, well, I didn't Steve's need to put you on the spot. To that. Weekly, just, uh, curious calls, to see, so. uh, where you where you guys and where Quantity is headed. So, right. so uh, I got a little chart up here, and maybe I can get Brian's opinion because uh, I know we were kind of talking about the hashtag we can't talk about. Um, yeah. But like, my opinion is the altcoin boom that we're going through right now is probably going to end with this fat lady singing, um, which is. Like, because, uh, you know, everyone's all distracted now and they think, you know, this has been a dump market, dump city. But uh, this will probably be something that will pump up here before the end of the year, uh, I'm thinking. So I'm watching this retrace here. I've been trading this because I got mining funds that I'm trying to make my money back on. And uh, Is that a logarithmic scale? Yeah, just because Zcash is really hard to, <laughs> to uh, get a proper looking chart here. You guys almost need like uh, I don't know some like quick uh, quick tool to like refactor the scale so I can not have this massive candle always screw my sh shit up. Um, Alt R might do what you are looking uh, for. Okay. Zcash is going straight down. So. Oh, not, not Control R. Alt R. <laughs> How about Control Alt Delete? Doesn't that do something? <laughs> Yeah, give that one a shot. Yeah, here, let me try a couple different shortcuts here. But um, no, it's, I'm thinking... Is a Node Developer pre-mine of Zcash version uh, a little better chart or no? Ooh, that's a good question. Let's look at uh, Z Classic, which is the one that's... And I thought that, the, the, that Zcoin made a new low there. I thought that low was taken out. Uh, Zcoin is... Uh, another different mm -hmm. one, but Z Classic is you know mm -hmm. doing pretty good since we looked at it. Like, um, yeah, it looks like it filled those gaps. And then you're talking about Brian. Oh no, it's still got a big one up here. So we still got a little ways to go, and I think they're you know making steps up. Yeah, in fact, actually, what I wanted to show you guys, I think this is important. Um, and actually, we were going to have on a guy on one of these shows. Uh, there's a couple guys on Twitter that I really respect. Uh, one guy goes by the handle DJ Thistle. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think you know him, Alex, right? Uh, not personally, but I know of him pretty well. Like, uh, he's got a trading coin. He's got a coin of his own, too. I forget what the ticker is, but very similar to kind of like Gambit in a way where uh, uh, I think it's supposed to be backed by his trading funds of some sort. And then he's also a DJ, so there's something with that tied into it. 
So he's yeah. just one of those guys who's like a full-time cryptoer and DJ on the side of some sort. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a, an agreeable life, eh? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but and then also uh, the crypto gambler, right? We haven't seen him around. We'd be cool to have him back again one of these days. Yeah, he, he likes to lay he, low now. You know, he's not me? like da, he likes to lay low. He's not like Da Vinci where he wants to have yeah. people know about his wealth. Because uh, right. uh, it, it, yeah, it's. Um, all right, so I was just going to make a reference. Uh, you know, we've talked extensively on this show about the uh, the venture capital nature of the altcoin market, um, and I think you know, you, uh, Will and Alex and I and Da Vinci's been working with me long enough, but you, Will, Alex, and I, we've all been through this now at least a couple times together. Um, and so really, I don't think there's anything actually out of the ordinary what's going on in the market right now. I think last year, uh, 2016, a lot of the potential venture capital money came in and just went straight to one location. Anybody, any clue what that was? Uh, yeah, the Ethereum rise. Yeah. So because we didn't have that this year, I think that a lot of capital could explore other uh, avenues. And that's why you got the insane moves on Dash and stuff like that. I think yeah, also too, you know, Bitcoin had a pretty big run up, and I think there was a bit of, um, you know, concern about, you know, where do you take your bitcoins if Bitcoin needs to correct? If you convert them into cash, then there's tax implications. If you just simply roll them into other cryptos, I don't think the tax man gets too excited. Um, so I think there was some motivation there as well, but I wanted to show you guys and the audience really because I'm talking to you guys. I wanted to show the audience uh, this really important image on my screen here. Um, and really, I mean, very simply put, this is the way capitalism works, right? It's just simply uh, wholesalers are going to load up at discounted prices. You know, usually, and this is what's called the Wyckoff market cycle. And the reason why I made reference to that DJ Thistle, I think he 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 does quite quite a few references to the the Wyckoff cycle. Um, and I remember we had um, you know some uh, interesting characters that we interacted with a few years ago that also believed in this you know basic market cycle kind of premise. Um, I don't think we're reinventing the wheel here. This is pretty common knowledge. Uh, but, you know, especially for people new to crypto, you know, we, we talked to, I talked to a lot of people, especially a lot of new site members, a lot of school uh, students and stuff, where last November, December, they, bla they outright told me, they said, Brian, if I didn't know you, I would swear that the altcoins were going out of business. And then all of a sudden, mysteriously, here we are six months later after the seasonal trough, actually, it's about three or four, four months. And now they're they're all in vogue. But what we need to understand is this is basically a very normal, typical business cycle, uh, and venture capital is extremely seasonal. Um, so if we just look at this very normal um, sort of market cycle, the the process of capitalism, um, I think if anything, we could argue that we just went through the accumulation phase. We've had the initial sort of bump up. And my hunch is, is that we're just going to slowly work our way up into the very classic seasonal topping period we go through almost every summer. Um, so I think, you know, for the audience, please understand, and, 
you know, by all means, uh, I don't know whether we can, you know, tweet this link out or not. You can Google Wyckoff market cycle. This is an invaluable piece of information for you just to keep in the back of your mind. When you're coming to the market year in, year out, coming to the market, trying to make money from trading and understanding, you know, and sort of basing what expectations are. And I don't know, Will, what do you think? I mean, come September, October, do I kind of go into a bit of a shell as we sort of head, head into the fall and the end of the year? Have you noticed that? Yep. Right. Um, very normal. And if anything, the hardest thing to do, guys, is if you want to make money from trading as they're going through this, you know, markdown, meltdown, whatever you want to call it, and then the accumulation phase, to just slowly keep going in there and buying, 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 buying. In essence, accumulating. And I think, you know, um, um, Alex's coin, I see tons of these coins doing this now. They've all had their initial burst off of the bottom. You know, unfortunately, you know, if, if you're talking to the public, quite often they'll chase and they'll buy right up top here. I think we're going through a very normal, you know, some coins like Dash, they actually came all the way right back down to the original reload zone. They've already gone through the complete first wave of their cycle. It's quite remarkable, really. So whatever you do, please, viewers, do not chase don't FOMO. You're not allowed to do that anymore. We've got all the tools. We teach you the tools to use to help you time your purchases, the reload zones. But at the same time, understand that this is the very normal pattern that the market follows through a very normal seasonal cycle. Nothing really is being reinvented here. So anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> Sorry. Went off on a bit of a tangent there. No, it's good. Uh, you, you, I was saying to some friends earlier, Brian, that um, you definitely uh, um, you're very good at repeating the same thing over and over again to drill it in and get get the lesson learned, and that's very important in the space. I think a lot of people forget this stuff very quickly. So, um, it, 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 yeah, uh, by all means, we 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 on the show here kind of take it for granted, but I think. Um, anyone listening to this today or listening to it in September will, you know, be the benefit of it. But um, yeah, well, and that's the key to this game, right? Is that, and remember, I was a penny stockbroker for donkey. Uh, yes, I know, Brian. <laughs> so the point, well, I'm not talking to you, Alex. So oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the I was show isn't all about you, Alex. For many, many years. Um, and the penny stock market works in the very same fashion. Not a heck of a lot of difference. I didn't mean to be rude there, Alex. I apologize. <laughs> okay, so uh, do we want to take a look at? Okay, so I, maybe I think it'd be a good idea that maybe we just take five, ten minutes, just do a quick Bitcoin review, um, and then sure. you know, please, audience, understand that when we look at these altcoins, I want you and you know, somebody said that we got about seventy-five viewers right now. So all of you go and Google Mark Wyckoff Market Cycle, grab this image, have it sitting beside your computer, and then when we go through the coins, see if you can play Connect the Dots. Because like I said, this is a very normal cycle, and your job as a technician, as a trader, is to try and figure out, okay, where are we in this very normal cycle pattern behavior? Okay, so with that said, I'll put that away for now. And let's just go do a quick Bitcoin review. And I, actually, what I really like to do for these uh, videos, if you don't mind indulging me,
is I think it's a good idea just to start off with a completely blank chart and I'll just take like five, 10 minutes and just build it out. And uh, if anything, if you're watching this video later on and you wanna practice, just simply watch the video, try and replicate a study that I just did, pause the video, try and figure out what the fuck Brian just did, okay, what tools do I gotta do, blah, 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 blah. Then when you've got your chart up to speed where I am, then press play, watch me do a couple more things. Press pause, try and replicate it, and this is basically how you're gonna practice. So, we're gonna start off, uh, good old uh, Coinigy, uh, BTC, and what market should we look at today, guys? Your guess what is as good as mine. for our Bitcoins today? I would say Finex. Oh. Somebody yeah. give me something. We both said Finex. Finex, <laughs> all right, Finex. The old, uh, they, they're whole on their tokens now, by the way. I assume you guys saw that. Oh, are they? And actually, yeah, they paid, paid it back, apparently. Uh, I think it was JC. JC placed a pretty big bet on going long those tokens. So they're back to uh, trading at par now? Something I, I haven't actually paid attention to it other than I saw that. I saw a blog post saying, yeah, you know, we're 100% solvent now. Excellent. Well, good for the And really, hats off to Simon. Simon saved their fucking asses. Um, Alex, do you talk to Simon anymore? Um, you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, yep. only when I'm looking for interviews with uh, people listed on his site. Um, but uh, for the most part, not talking too often. Um, okay. He was pretty uh, adamant that like Bitfinex needed to stick around and was a very successful exchange and will continue to be one. So. Yeah, I, that, that backing really helps. There's, there was lots of people with lots of money at stake, so they, they saw that 30 cents on the dollar as a very good gamble. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, into the ETF ha uh, event, we put in this just insane Wiccan tail. Coming out of it, I sort of posted into the public forum that, you know, and I did cheeky like tweets. I said things like, uh, Bitcoiners, welcome to your new trading range, which when I do those kind of tweets just pisses the Bitcoiners off to no end. <laughs> but nonetheless, I think that was pretty well tapped. And I think last uh, show that we had, we were, I think the last time we did a show was like right up in here. And I think we had left off the conclusion, you know, uh, Alex's fundamentals, my technicals was, I think really Bitcoin's probably trapped for, for a while here and it's got to play cleanup. Um, so, you know, to sort of frame price, the first thing I did was I grabbed the FIB tool and I just drew it off of this inverted head and shoulders uh, pivot low. Um, and did a reload zone, 61.8 to 78.6. And you can see, it's interesting, even the, ha um, the uh, ETF event did come down and tag 61.8 on Phoenix here. And you can see that we've played around with this level repeatedly. This green box, we like to call it the reload zone. Um, so really on balance, not a big surprise that it did pivot here. Um, and it was interesting, um, one gentleman I like to follow, and actually he's he's uh, become more active on Twitter and uh, following Bitcoin itself, John Bollinger. He uh, actually put out a tweet saying his his indicator, he built the indicator called Bollinger Bands, 
was telling for him to get bullish in here. So hats off to you, John. I don't know whether you're going to watch this video or not, but damn, nice call there, Slick. If John Bollinger watches this video, that will be so amazing. <laughs> All right. There you go, John. I, I don't <laughs> see it ever happening. Like, uh, John, you got to win a fan in with I never thought he would be tweeting at a bunch of altcoin Twitter guys either. So <laughs> He loves altcoin I used to know John when he traded. Uh, uh, he used to come to the uh, Vancouver Gold Show uh, back in the 90s. So uh, I don't even know if John even remembers me and he and I talking, but I've known John a long time. Awesome. Anyway, here nor there. Well, hey, we should line him up sometime as a guest. That yeah. would be kind of cool, eh? No, I would be. I would. Yeah. Uh, that would be really cool because um, he has actually built quite a following on the in the Bitcoin community with mm -hmm. his uh, his input on Bitcoin. I think you guys should give him a call. I beg your pardon. I think you guys should give him a call. Yeah. Uh, Brian's got his landline number from the 70s, though, or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep this show on the road. So, you know, in my community, just for whatever it's worth, I basically said, look, if we're above here, then we're trending higher. I'm a bull. If we're below here, I'm trending lower. I'm a bear. You can see that they briefly uh, flirted with disaster here. And things were looking pretty uh, tough in here. But as I said, uh, the market stabilized, it reversed. Because these are lower highs and these are, or excuse me, lower lows and these are lower highs, as a technician, I'm, you know, a big fan of M's and W's. So I can't necessarily call a bottom on a V like this when the market makes a new low. It's just too quick for me. Um, if anything, you know, you guys, everybody watching this show, you know that I love me, my W's. And really, for me to believe that this thing has bottomed in earnest, I want to see something like this. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to happen. The market will do any old damn thing it wants. But what I do see here is this V bottom, and it's left a bit of a tail. I don't know whether you guys have heard me talk about candle bodies, uh, you know, the body of this candle and the body low of this candle that level right there is super super important to me and probably if we do reload zones just off of this particular range what do you think the odds are reload zones right in there yep there's 78.6 you see how 78.6 basically just lines up against those uh body uh lows right there but i think we're going always works out retracement backwards right well, you know, and actually, uh, Da Vinci, you made reference to this in a daily brief recently. You noticed that the counter trend rally here was just literally right to the mountain man level. Remember yeah, exactly. uh, that, um, uh, Will? Remember we used to call, remember I used to quiz you guys every show? What the hell did we yep, call and that? Yep, and then you gave up on quizzing me because I could never get it right. And, you know, hats off to Da Vinci. He's getting so good that he sees this what was that, Steve? sleep now. What are the what is the line in the sand and the mountain man? Are those just levels on the charter? Well, uh, it would probably too much for us to get into in this conversation <laughs> here today, but these are very specific Fibonacci ratios. Um, I don't know, have you ever seen the Fibonacci sequence? You know, the spiral? Yeah. You know, you've probably seen on the internet um, things that like uh, where the hell is it? On here somewhere. Uh, da, 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 da. I like it when they sh this show, here. like, you ever seen this? Um, random ones where it's like, uh, 
parliament or something. They have one where yeah, yeah, parliament. the Ukraine parliament, right? Yeah. All that kind of stuff, right? That was a funny one. Yeah, and uh, Donald Trump's hair and stuff like that. You right. see it in the craziest shit, right? But the point Everywhere. is, is that theoretically, this he is knows. sort of the way the universe works, right? Um, and and the and the 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 sequence. Um, you know, by all means, in fact, you know, it might even be an idea for you to audit our class. I tried to get some of the Coinage boys to audit our education program in the past. That didn't go over too well. But hey, uh, I showed up for a few of them. Hey, way to go, dude! Somebody, some. <laughs> But he has to work on Coinergy, though. That's the problem. Right. So anyway, uh, in our school program, we uh, spend a full week. And I actually give you a number of different uh, Fibonacci um, uh, tutorials to watch. People, mathematicians and stuff, actually do a really, really great job explaining the whole sequence and how it, how it, it basically is part of um, nature. So in simplest terms. Well, I basically see four lines. Are, are those the line in the sand and... Mountain Man, or is it not those lines that are up on the screen right now? Well, in, in very simplest terms, um, 61.8 is a huge number in mathematics, the Fibonacci sequence, and it is often a pivot point for asset prices. That's this, and all I did was I just took the Fib tool and I drew off of this low back up to this high, and in essence, this is 61.8% of this move. That's what this bounce is. Market bounce 61.8% of this move. Um, I call it the mountain man level because I used to trade with a, uh, a, uh, a, pro, uh, a crude oil trader, an old ex-pit trader. Um, his name is Brandon Rigo, probably one of the best futures traders I've ever met in my life. And this was his bread and butter. If we were sitting there in the, in the uh, crude uh, room, and uh, 61.8 was coming up, you could almost guarantee Brandon was going to short that. So uh, his, his acronym, his name, right, all these uh, professional pit traders, you know, when we're in these rooms, nobody ever uses their real name. They all use their, their, their funny screen name, right? And his, uh, his name was uh, Mountain Man. So, uh, so that's why he called him Mountain Man. <laughs> 1.8 hit. I go, damn you, Mountain Man, damn you! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the irony of it all, right? I don't know whether Brandon would ever watch a show like this or not. But, you know, I, I he must at some point wake up in the middle of the night with his fucking ears just burning going, what the hell's going on? Somebody's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, Mountain Man! <laughs> But it's actually remarkable, Steve. If you want to do yourself a favor and just be a student of the market, just watch how many times 61.8 levels are hit and the market reverses off of it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, which one was the line in the sand? The, the line in the sand is Sorry. what I call the 78.6 Fibonacci level. Uh, okay. And a lot of harmonic uh, pattern set up. In fact, one of my favorite patterns, it's not on this one in particular, but called the Gartley, it basically says that we want a 61.8 tag and then a subsequent 78.6 tag um, to set up an actual like a topping pattern. Um, you know, let's not get into harmonics and trading harmonics tonight, but to simply answer your question, a lot of patterns um, 
look for these very specific numbers to be hit, these mathematical ratios. Um, and quite often, like if we, and really this, you know, this is a great example. The, the uh, Bitcoin in China was just incredible. You know, we all talk about, oh, China, you know, Bitcoin's uh, slightly moved around uh, by the Chinese. If we uh, look at, um, I think it's CNY. We look at Bitcoin in um, in um, CNY. Can't remember what exchange. I guess Huobi's got the most volume lately. Believe it or not. Um, what you find is that you know sixty one point eight just gets hit repeatedly over and over and over. So do you see how I just blindly just picked that low, that high, and doink? You see that? I mean, I just I just totally eyeballed that right and then we can uh, probably even do the same thing off of um how did i do that before might even have been like there to there maybe it was there to there no this actually chart looks different than uh than the chart like um i'm looking specifically at this one over here and look at this right i mean talk yeah, about you're on China there. pardon me you're on BTC China versus OKCoin. Okay what I'm doing? All right. So, but can you see, Steve, look at that 61.8 tag there, right? And actually, I put a lot of tweets out. I say, Big, Bitcoin loves Mountain Man. That's ridiculous. Pardon me? I was just saying that was Mountain Man, the 61 yeah. point. So, um, all right. Does that help answer your question? Yeah, I just wanted to know what the, which line was named what. So. Okay, so I apologize. I took 20 minutes to answer a question that should have taken about 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, finishing off our sort of Bitcoin uh, talk here. Um, what did I do wrong here? The, oops, no, no why there. Um, I think, you know, until this trading range is resolved, we're in the trading range. You just got to cool your jets. Uh, we were doing Phoenix, weren't we? Um, I'm a little concerned that new people coming to Bitcoin, coming to this uh, Bitcoin universe, have actually not gone through a bear market in a while. Um, and almost nobody that I talk to is actually uh, involved in this space, especially new people that I talk to, you know, considering taking the school, site membership, blah, blah, blah. None of them were uh, through this market here, right? Very few of these people are even left in the story anymore. That's the sad part about markets. It always happens, right? And because I'm a gnarly old technician, I'm not going anywhere. 10 years from now, you know I'm gonna still be looking at price charts. It's just the way I am, right? But I do fully understand a lot of people that were interested in Bitcoin here. Basically, the market mm -hmm. flushed them out. Yeah, and I can say, you know, we've been seeing a great resurgence and and users coming on, and you know, a lot of newer users. So, um, yeah. it, it, I'm excited for that. But in another way, it also kind of worries me a little bit. I hate to see people, you know, getting thrown to the sharks right away without really understanding all this stuff. So you know, that's why, Brian, your school is highly recommended. So. Oh, good. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, if anything, you know, um, I even heard people talking about Litecoin maybe going back to 40 bucks, right? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, I, I'm a little worried that the uh, cost of production, we're starting to move away from the cost of production in earnest here. And I just wonder, you know, please, new people to Bitcoin, please understand we have come an awfully long way. And even if we had to take maybe six, eight months and just clean this up, that would be excellent in my opinion. I just don't think it's healthy for the market to just continually be expected to make new highs, new highs, new highs, new highs. And then, you know, given what we just see here, you know, we see where reload zones are. And of course, the average cost of production for Bitcoin right now. I heard somebody just the other day say, I know a guy whose average cost of production is $350 of Bitcoin. Oh, really? Somebody told me that the other day. So, so you were spot on with your estimates all the, for all these years. Yeah, the point is, is that with price here at $1,000, $1,100, the miners have a very healthy profit margin. They are not complaining one bit. And if anything, they're probably very happy. They have lots of wiggle room in here. Now, one thing that I noticed that's bothering me is um, the forward sellers are motivated to lock in lower and lower prices for their forward sales relative to where the cash market is right now. This is a spread relationship between the OKCoin OK three-month forward contract and the cash market. Yeah, that in essence, below zero is what we call backwardization. Above zero is what we call contango. In essence, I mean, hopefully all of you can see, these are not Ws, this is a lot of Emmys. Emmys are not generally bullish. Emmys are usually bearish. So industry itself is not overly happy right now. And I'm getting the feeling that industry Knowing where their cost of production is, you know, as I had said a moment ago, the, you know, the extreme cases, guys have cost of production around three, four hundred bucks a coin. I think on balance, most of the industry, their cost of production is like five, six hundred a coin. And it could, we could have to go through a period like this where this is, this is, uh, you know, pre halvening. So this was 150 was subsidized electricity 300 was non-subsidized electricity that's the same thing here now i don't want to see a bear i'm not saying that this is going to happen but if the market does break at least you should have a half decent floor that you should be thinking about because i i can absolutely guarantee you to keep the network going bitcoin has to stay above this floor if it doesn't, then the whole Bitcoin story starts to fall apart. So my hunch is there's a bit of risk here at 1100 and change down into this five, $600 window. Right now, the message is we're in a trading range. This is where we do our cat gifts, the cat ping pong gifts. You ever seen those? I think I even have it right here. Um, the way that I would describe this right now is, um, oh, I don't have it here, darn. Anyway, uh, one of my pages, I have a cat gif <laughs> of cats playing ping pong. And I think right now we're just playing ping pong. Boing, 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 boing. Um, unfortunately, what that does mean over the short term is, you know, things are a little bit pricey. 
I could very easily see a nice pullback. Look at these tails here. These tails look so vulnerable, all right in there. Um, off, but can we like get onto the alts because it's like? Yeah, we should. You're right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just having fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Stupid we can Brian. I know. Okay. So, uh, cat ping pong. Enough said. As soon as we break the range in earnest either direction, then then we can start thinking about new levels. But for the time being, we're range bound. Okay, I'll shut up. What <laughs> Alex, do you have the wheel handy? I don't know whether no, Alex. Yeah, one there. sec. There we go. I, I got it on it's my. A, it's on our. Oh, Brian's got it. Awesome. I, I got a timer though too, so we'll we'll. Oh keep really? It quick here. Let's. Uh, maybe I'll give you a six minutes if that works. That's that works. Good idea. All right, so Brian, you spin the wheel, and as soon as we get the chart up, I'll start the timer. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm really Brian's enthused about that one. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got here. We'll click the wheel. And I don't know. Was that a waste of time? I'm sorry. No, no, that was definitely informative. It's just we have to be informative about a lot of topics. Yeah, it's just that we need to like watch our time, right? Oh, look at that! I got my coin first. <laughs> and MC. Yeah, and MC is my coin. I have a story about that, but Brian, uh, but I'm gonna have to do it another time. NMC, is this the one that you gave me a year or two ago? And I said I was just yeah, gonna. Namecoin is old school, man. I have I smined the crap out of that coin, and I lost like half a million dollars worth of that coin after oh. after a bit parking collapsed, and I was. Okay, so what exchange are we gonna look at this thing on? Polo. Probably Polo, I would think, has the most volume. Wow, that's a beautiful bottom. The original altcoin. Are are the URLs still like valuable on Namecoin, or like is there still a purpose to it, or no? I mean, I think there still is the dot bit framework, but like there isn't even like a proper Chrome extension that lets you go to those pages. But yeah, like Namecoin is actually the very first altcoin. Somebody yeah. put some serious money in here. And it's merge mind. Is that is it merge mind with Bitcoin? You can. Uh... Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So uh, only fourteen million out. I merge mine that crap out of that crap. Is that right? Only fourteen point seven million out. Yeah. And it's it's what it's trading at like about a buck a coin. So is that exactly the same as Bitcoin then, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the interesting thing is you can see previous W's down in here, right? And that was this sort of expression of that W. There was a bit of one in here, and that translated into that rally. Eh, kind of sloppy, sloppy, and then we just put in this uh, wide W here. Actually, you know, this is a really good example of they say the longer the channel, the bigger the run. So, and I've got a couple coins that I've got on the books that have just made the longest channels. And it's just like, oh, fucking A, man. When these things break out, it's going to be insane. So, if anything, hopefully, uh, whoever asked about this uh, online, um, you can see the channel here. That was me. That was Da Vinci at the last second. He to sneak it in there. Um, you can see the breakout through the top of the channel. They smacked it right against the 200 SMA. And then brought it back down. In fact, there's a lot of coins that are doing this. In fact, there's one coin that I have right now, which is hilarious because the community just absolutely hates this name. 
and it's doing exactly this right now total move this is what i call a moving average sandwich and do you see how it's just coil 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 and then kapow mm -hmm. right so um uh you know in s and remember i talked about the wyckoff model earlier right so this is that accumulation phase and here they're basically repricing it higher this is the markup process and the interesting thing is you know we look at this right now and we go wow what a rally that was what 10 bagger whatever but the irony of it all is if you look back in hindsight you can see that this thing it could go an awfully long way um probably you know fibs off of this peak right here probably reload zones are against that level there most likely uh, so we go boobity boop oh look at that oh that who's that simple bitch i hate you man i hate you <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isn't that incredible? I mean, you can't. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard me say, right? You literally can't write better fiction than reality. I mean, look at that. That's ridiculous. Okay? And somebody, and remember, we've we've looked at Bitcoin, and it's done this before too. Literally, just run up, tag mountain, boom, right back down. Isn't that Steve? I mean, you're relatively new to this. When you see that, are you not just like, holy shit? Yeah, and then the line above it, that's the line in the sand. You don't buy when it gets higher than that. The point's well, uh, higher no, 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 no. right now. Uh, now you're right. We're going to get six minutes on a coin. So You're overreaching, Steve. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good try. Good. I like your effort, though. You get an A for effort. <laughs> um, so if this thing's going to extend itself, this is the double bottom that we love to talk about. Really, I would argue that a technical target of this uh, move should have been a 50% rule. If you use the 50% rule as a technical target, you're not making yourself too greedy. Yes, if we get up into the reload zone, that's where shorters, if they believe this is a bear, that's where they're going to step up and defend their shorts. The 50% level, if you use that as a profit objective, then... It's, it often gets hit, right? This is good old WD GAN. He let sort of live by 50% rule. So I think what happened here was the trade was like this, right? Nice little double bottom breakout. Um, risk to new lows. Targets a 50% level. A nice 5 to 1 risk reward. Not bad. Right? Does everybody see that? But the irony of it all is that trade's over now. It's done. What should we be thinking about now? We should now be thinking trend continuation. If this is a trend continuation pattern, what formation am I, or what setup am I going to use? Anybody know? You're going to use the, your bot setup. The bot. That's right. So in essence, the bot, and remember, think Mark, uh, Wyckoff market cycle. Can you see how these are basically just A, B equals C, Ds working our way up the climbing the wall of worry? You guys ever heard that expression before? Climbing the wall of worry? Many times. So in essence, the bot is how we trade trending markets as the market climbs the wall of worry. Uh, so I'm going to be hunting bot setups, probably going long somewhere in this area here, risking against these lows. Ideally, I want to see three lows, right? Give me a nice little sort of like a W to work with here. Down, up, down, up like that. That would be best. 
probably looking to go long here and looking for upside objectives here as we do climb the Wyckoff cycle. All right, that's time. What do we got next? That, right. was, that was perfectly timed. Yeah, exactly. Good right work. On. Shitty advice, but what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. It was timed well, right? <laughs> <laughs> no guarantees in the management. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Who's got the wheel? Alex has it. There we go. Presenting. Am I spinning or are you? Uh... No, Alex has it. All right. Ooh, what? Nero. What? Oh, Nero. Okay. I'm not sure if that's still the ticker. It might be uh, NXS. Uh, all right. NXS on Bitrix. Yeah. Oh, it's Nexus. Yeah. This says NXS. Yeah, it's NXS. That's a pretty healthy number. 48 million, 12 million market cap. I mean, their price. Ah, you've got a stopwatch on me? Hey, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, no respect, man. No respect. <laughs> hey, move it, move it, Brian. All right. Uh, well, you know, Markov, Wyckoff, or uh, Markov, Wyckoff market cycle. I think everybody can see the W's down in here. Bubba -da -bubba -da -bubba. So nice breakout here. You could argue a really nice consolidation zone here, right? Move to new highs, higher and highs, and higher lows defines a bull market. Uh, look at this gorgeous little double bottom right down in here, right? Eh? Um, and I don't know whether this is off a reload zone or not. It might not have been. But boobity boop, and boobity boop. It would be really, I could do this a lot faster if I could have templates on here. <clears throat> oh, you can, Brian. <laughs> Just to the right of the uh, the indicator button up on top. Uh, right. Drop down. No, no, no. On the very top, if you hit the, on the top of the chart, where you click to access indicators, just to the right of that. The drop down right next to it. You have study templates. So you should be able to save your Fibonacci levels there. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to do that. I haven't got enough. You have to save one first, and then you can pull it. No out. pressure. No pressure. All right. So everybody can see good old Mountain Man. Cute little at the bottom, right off of the Mountain Man level. Nice turn. In fact, uh, I don't know whether we talked about this before, but uh, we have one student absolutely loves these. Um, not really the best example of a doji, but um, we had a nice uh, indecisive bar here and then a gap higher the next day. Doji this gap. is a doji gap theory, and it basically says if we break above the doji gap bar high, I think actually we're all looking at Alex's screen counting down the seconds here, so I don't know what if you're actually seeing No, I think you might have clicked on it. I'm presenting your screen. Okay. If you yeah. click back on Alex's screen, it'll probably show. Okay, so, uh, you know, doji gap, you can see the beautiful double bottom reversal. If anything, this is perfect altcoins where they had a nice little dump bar. They tried to flush out any weak hands. Anybody who panicked dump there, right, they just got punished. Um, I think on balance, I don't know whether it would have been a really good idea to be a seller down here. Um, do like the reversal action in here. Beautiful. Look at this beautiful tail in here. See, you could even watch this bottom play out. You have a nice level there. See the big move up. 
and even just worked your bid right at the breakout level and that bar right there gave you a nice fill. In fact, we even saw this on a coin today. What coin was it? Uh, we were talking about it in the lounge. Really cute little setup. I think it was on Lisk or something like that. Great example where it did that. It market came right back down into the original double bottom and then just jackknife straight up. It was so cool. Um, so uh, there's your bottom. If anything, uh, here is more bot type action. Uh, thinking Wyckoff cycle, thinking how the market uh, works its way higher, A, B, C, D kind of format. Um, you know, I suppose conservative upside objectives into this area here. If anything, this is a great example. Blow off top, markets come back down to the original ABCD level. Can't touch it here, right? Can't even look at it. What would you um, if anything, let's give this some time. You could watch for bot levels to set themselves up as more tr trend continuation type behavior. So AB equals CD looks something like that. Uh, boom, boom. Boom, boom. So 33, but no more than 66. So the bot is alive. Then we'll clone that. We'll strap it on off of this low. And so now if we start getting market structure setting up off of this low, and uh, where are we here? We want 33, 66. We want uh, 50, and we want 25. And we want to flip that around. All right. So if you are interested in being a buyer, watch for a nice sort of bottom to develop through here, uh, trying to play this next AB equals CD wave up into this area. As well, it stands right now, yeah. if anything, perfect example of the moving average sandwich. Fast moving average is resistance on the upside. Medium term moving average is on the downside. And the market's trapped in that range for now. Actually, a really cool example of moving average sandwich there. I'd be a buyer at 200 EMA, I mean, 200 moving average. And because uh, that's that's where I'd, where I'd be for this coin, because I don't have any, and I'd like to get some, but uh, so I'd put my buyer buy order around there. Yeah, um, you know, I suppose you could go off of the entire range, reload zones. Um, okay. But if you know if you do do that, then that implies that whatever this push is is over. Um, and I would think that that's kind of like um, you know probably well I I can't tell I mean it, it, it's a sad thing right that's that's generally what I do. Yeah. Um, what does Waffles think? So there we go. So uh, you can see there is the line in the sand. Notice how that lines up off the two hundred SMA. Yeah, line in the sand right there. If we do do that, though, then what that tells me is we're not in a trend continuation trade anymore. We're in a range trade. So if you're going to target this area down in here, then you're just looking for a counter trend rally bounce. You know, probably if we do do that, then we're probably going to do reload zones back up top, and you better be taking profits up in here. Wait, that's time. Is it? Yeah, we're at six minutes. Um, so yeah, want another coin? Yeah, what's next? Round around she goes. Did I do a half decent job there? Oh, you're doing a fantastic job, Brian. Like really good. And uh, since I didn't spend name coin, it came up again. So I'll remove that and we'll try again here. I'd love to cover name coin. Your wheels in love with Dav tonight. 
Yes. P.O.S. I spilled mine and it came up on NMC too. Oh wow! Yeah. Huh. Not not so random, are we? Exactly. <laughs> w is that like a proof of stake wallet or something where there's a bunch of different that you can like uh you know send to the posw uh and then you know part of your dividends or returns is paid out in uh uh posw i think that's what it is uh, yeah it, it is i have uh and thread up okay what do you want me looking at next P-O-S-W, assuming oh, it's listed. It was only listed like three days ago, so I'm going to veto this and uh, spin again if that's all right with you guys. All right. Yeah, it sounds like you're needed in women's lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, there's a little background noise here. But, uh, oh, um, yeah, do you guys want to cover this one? I don't know. I'm not going to veto this one. What is that, Ubik? Yeah. Hmm, what a coincidence. Uh, I I don't rig the wheel, guys. I just spin it. <laughs> I hack the wheel. So isn't that funny? We got basically Da Vinci's coin, and we've got holy Jesus! Is this what you did recently? Oh, this is on this uh, Cryptopia. There we go. Oh, okay. So um, you know, full disclosure. Actually, I was taking profits uh, when we had this monster blow off top here the other day. Things got a little out of control here. Um, when I, you know, if we talk about, uh, remember, uh, and I don't know whether people watching this video heard me ranting about things like Amanda's apartment. Um, I thought this was actually a pretty good example of those uh, range extensions. Boom, boom. So, uh, <laughs> we've clearly run into some serious traffic up here at the 300% extension level. Um, is this a consolidation setting up for another leg higher? It could. I'll tell you, if Alex keeps going out and knocking the cover off the ball on these presentations, he's going to keep bringing more buyers in, and they'll just keep taking the coin higher. be really interesting. I still don't quite understand where the insiders are long this story. So that, to me, is a bit concerning. And also, to please understand, viewers, that this coin does have a long, long history behind it. It was uh, called something else previously. Coin Markets Coin and then JBS, Jumbucks. Right. Um, so you might be looking at this coin and saying, oh, wow, new issue right out of the gate, nice double bottom. Oh, looks pretty solid. Please understand there is more history to this coin story. Um, yeah, I like, think on – sorry, well, I know Alex wants to defend himself. It, uh, it, it it covers it a little bit more thoroughly um, where, where you can see the price history and everything. So you can see we kind of had a bowl after the swap, and now we're oh, at yeah, a new yeah, pricing. Okay, yeah. And uh, the market cap line really just shows it in a, in a much more, I guess, justified way, whereas uh, the price, we, we did a stock split essentially. And, um, yeah, uh, that's why we have new pricing. But you can see we're kind of breaking through – old price levels of the pre-split price. Right. So the blue line is your market capitalization. Alex? 
Can you, can you guys hear me? Am I still connected? I can hear you. Oh, okay. I think we lost Alex. All right. Well, I'm here again. Hello. Oh. All right. So the blue line there, <laughs> is that your market capitalization? Um. Yes. Yeah. Market cap uh, in U.S. Okay. dollar. So we're just at like six million ish USD. Right. And um, if anything, probably what I think is, and I've often seen this happen in capitalism, when you get a sort of revision in an assets pricing, they'll do a threefold increase. Hell, I've watched our portfolio do this. It's quite remarkable, actually. How's it? It started at like 500 and the next stop was 1500 Then it went from 1500 to 5000 And then there was a pause. Then it went 5000 to 15000 And here we are. It, it honestly looks to me like the next stop for this silly portfolio is like 40, 50 Gs. So that's sort of the same thing that we're seeing here. This very sort of normal capitalist fashion, believe it or not. Um, if you were interested in buying, you know exactly what I'm going to be about to tell you. But in essence, you're going to take your little fib tool and you're going to try and figure out where the reload zone is. If there are guys uh, like Alex, you know, that are uh, operating his coin and maybe he was taking a bit of profit heading into this uh, blow off top, where would he likely want to reload? Do you guys notice that the reload zone now is going to be nothing more than just a revisiting of this original double bottom? You see that? And this was, uh, you know, you could argue there's the double bottom, right? In fact, actually, that looks like a really nice inverted head and shoulders. I don't know whether you guys can see that or not. I go like this. Go boop, 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 like that. There's the head and shoulders. Sorry, um, can I ask a question, guys? You can always ask, but there's no guarantees I'll answer. Okay, so if, if you guys can see my screen, this is this is the the JBS, right? I already made like a huge amount of profit. Like, I mean, this is where I was buying right right down here with all the green lines. If you see my my screen, and you know, I, I'm selling half on the double here, 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 all the way up, and you know, it stopped, and I guess. And then switched over to UBS. So I'm wondering, did they like reverse split this thing? What exactly happened here? Um, so we switched to the Ethereum code base, and in order for like things to work properly, we wanted to be very close to the amount of Ethereum issued. So like your contracts, you can run on Ethereum, you can run on Ubic now. So what we did was we took the three and a half million coins and we times it by 10 when we launched a new network. So now it's through 35 million, which is fairly close to, you know, your 50 or 60 million that there is for Ether. And uh, yeah, that's essentially why we did it and uh, why the price is one tenth. So when you say we, you're part of this uh, actual group? Well, uh, my company released the new software, and it uh, anyone is entitled to write their own. <laughs> so I, I try not to say ownership of, of the coin and the network itself, but um, I will definitely say ownership of the company that supports the chain, at least one of the main companies, because there are two and possibly three now. Um, some fundamental events for you guys, because we're short on time here, and I, I know you guys love putting lines in the future on these charts on the 
24th is our next conference in Nigeria in front of uh, the Nigerian government and a couple fintech companies like MasterCard. And then I'm planning on coming. Are you going to Nigeria, Alex? Uh, no, but Luke is uh, XL. He, he, he'll be uh, on a panel in Nigeria. And then I'm going to May, be what's in, that, April 24th, May 24th, April 24th. So, right. and uh, we rallied kind of into this last conference that I yeah, had no last Wednesday. No offense to the good people of Nigeria, but I would prefer that you just avoid that country. <laughs> We're working with the, the government to hopefully That's know, even add, a worse. Little, add a little transparency <laughs> to their system. Hopefully it will be unwillingly. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think you're doing yourself any favors going down that road. Uh, so, anyways, um, Luke is actually getting hit up on uh, LinkedIn now for to go to other conferences in Africa. It's just like I think uh, in terms of the African continent, Nigeria is the richest people. Did they tell uh, him to send any money ahead of time? <laughs> no, no Nigerian princes have hit him up yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, one Satoshi's. He's going to have to look at getting bodyguards, I think. Um, we'll see. Um, for, for the conference coming up, though, he's going to be going with our legal team who is uh, um, setting up the conference at least one day of it. Um, and then I'm actually planning on coming to Vancouver for another conference. So, Brian, we can be hanging out in May 3rd, um, which will be. Yeah, let's say you're coming to Vancouver? Yeah, yeah, and there'll be a fintech conference there. So uh, awesome! Yeah, I heard Alex, you said something about you know a bunch of these uh, young, fine female lawyers you're gonna set me up with. Oh yes, I'll see what I can do. Uh, <laughs> uh, our crack legal team is uh, probably really good, so I'm sure they can discuss uh, prenuptials and sort of things like oh, that with you. But uh, so that's uh, two events coming up here is the uh, the 24th and the 3rd of May. And then, uh, yeah, you know, lots of good stuff in the pipeline. I'm trying to get the roadmap finalized. It probably won't have dates on it, but it will have kind of an order of events for you guys of uh, products we're releasing. Oh, 4840. Oh, 4840. <laughs> left, right, down, center. Yeah. Is uh, that, that's uh, left, left control, left control, A, up, 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 down, up, left control, right? Yeah, something like that. I'm going to get in so much trouble for doing this, but uh, yeah. Uh, no, so uh, I don't know. You guys want to do another spin on the wheel, or do you have any questions about Ubik? I'm not sure. Uh, I was just going to, my, my message to the audience, if there was going to be one, if you're interested in this thing, just work your bids right in your reload zone here. If, if you want to wait for price to come down into this area here before going and throwing money at it, that would be the conservative route. If you want to hunt bullish bots for trend continuation, watch for, uh, you know, basically WE type action in here, uh, draw your fibs from low to high, uh, project that same fib off of whatever the ultimate low is, which looks like it's that low right there, and then uh, use the bot to uh, trend continuation trade this. Yeah, I think that's what we as a team would like to see as well, because we don't want to do these parabolic face rips because that that's not stable. Like we, we want there to be, um, you know, a little bit of hanging out at each level first so we can. That would some. be good. Well, and it, we're kind of at a place now where the network is uh, big enough that I sleep a little better at night because, like, as the price goes up, our network becomes stronger. Yeah, but you don't want to go too far too fast. Yep. But I noticed, you know, like, you look at Dash, right? Too far oh, too fast, I had to yeah. come right back down to the bottom. Yep. 
I'm going to spin another wheel here. Yeah, let's get one more in there. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I was hoping Ooh. for an assist coin. Combination um, of mu and so. Oh, I guess it did say mu. What do you got here? I'd rather talk about cis, but I, I, I kind of would too. Can yeah, let's. Uh, uh, I will make a quick reference because uh, there is one guy out in the internet that's all pissed off at me because uh, I said that I was working stink bids down here at like twenty sats and I never got my fill. And you can see the backside of this. Kaboom. Uh, can I touch this right now? No, I, I can't touch this. Nope. Uh, in fact, I think I still have my bids working down here. If it ever does work its way right back down to the bottom, I might just buy it. But uh, just a word of caution, you know, just like we were talking about Ubit growing too far too fast. If anything, this isn't sustainable. I, I just can't see this, you know, continuing to make higher highs and higher lows without some consolidation. Uh, moving average sandwich right now. If we can get back above 13 EMA, then maybe we can work our way higher. A little bit of a fractal trying to come in. Nice big green bar here. So if we can take out this bar's high, then you might have some inertia to the upside here. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, my original bid. I remember that gentleman. Poor guy. Because um, I said that uh, I think it was back here, right? I, you know, you can see the original bottom down in here, right? Broke out, and I think I was working my stink bids. I bet there's even like a gap down here that I'm working my stink bid against. And it just never came back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a cheeky little gap. So at some point down the road, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing has to come back down there. But uh, that's not today, that's for certain. Um, and for now, if you are playing MUE, I think quite literally we have sort of a bull bear battle line. We uh, head down through this low, which would totally suck. Then uh, clearly we have to head back down into this range. There's that candle uh, wicks peak right there is the top end of the range, which sort of corresponds with that low as well and these lows. So there's sort of your, your bull bear battle zone right now. Okay. Uh, and then the SUS, SYS. SYS, yes. Syscoin. These guys, uh, you know, if anything beautiful, you can see the double bottom here, right? Beautiful bottom. Your little bottom right there. Um, and also, too, that was off of a nice uh, reload zone um, setup here. So hopefully you guys can see the very telegraphed bottom here. Beautiful buy signal right there. So everybody watching um, at home, right, take a screenshot of that. That's that's the shit right there. You guys uh, pay us the big bucks for this show. That is the shit right there. Um, you know, let the market bottom. Don't chase it. Identify original structure, reload zones, lines in the sand. Let the market come back down to the original bottom. If you want it, you can just go blindly buy this level. A little bit higher anxiety. If you want a little bit more evidence of a bottom, you can use things like moving average crossover systems, whatever. You can wait for Ws to come in, whatever. But in essence, there were lots and lots of reasons I can see just looking at the price chart alone to be a buyer down in this area. Um, can you buy it right now? Well, this is like our Wyckoff model. You're not getting in off the accumulation phase, right? That's gone. We're now, you know, going through the markup phase. And actually, I'm a little worried for the public because, you know, kind of like Bitcoin, 
people getting involved in Bitcoin right now only think that Bitcoin can go up in price. They don't realize it can actually go down. Kind of the same thing in the altcoins. And as soon as we start hearing people tweeting back, alts are back, and oh, look at all the money we're making, that's basically the end of the rally. And yeah. if I'm thinking about this thing coming back, uh, you know, kind of like that other coin, that MEU, I don't like the fact that there's a little gap sitting right against all of these lows just sitting there. It also looks like there's also another gap right here that has not been totally filled in. It also looks like there's another gap right there as well. So, um, you know, for heaven's sakes, uh, please understand, you're not buying value paying up here. And if anything, probably not a bad idea to do good old reload zones, right? If you're thinking about being a buyer, there's uh, the line in the sand. Uh, that's probably the area where I'd be working stink bids down in that area down in there. Um, trend continuation, if it doesn't crap out and come back down into reload zones, then uh, we can think bots. And uh, as long as this correction doesn't go beyond 66% and trend continuation bot setups are still active. So 33, 66. There are is the bot setup levels, ba 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 do. And trend continuation. We're going to take our bot levels, draw them off the lows. Ideally, we want to see a nice consolidation in here. Give us three lows to work with. And let's see where the bot levels are to get long. 25 and 50 and 66. That's it. Uh, let's reverse that around. Boom. All right. So uh, this would be the level. If these lows hold, playing this bot continuation trade, I would look for long setups. <clears throat> boom, bada, boom. Boom, bada, boom. So I would look for long setups to develop off of this 25 level, trying to use these, you know, and hopefully you get nice sort of succession of three higher lows to work your stops against and I would use the 25 level as a target uh, for an ultimate move up into this level up in here. And time. Okay. Yeah. I Am think, I getting uh, better or worse? You're doing really good, Brian. You're, you got this down. We're nice and quick on these coins and I think we're covering a lot of good info. I think the people will be impressed. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> um... So I'm going to break the rules and add one more comment. And I'm going to say, quite often, guys, if you can, see if you can find, do you guys see how this bot set up here is actually going to do nothing more than just take us right up into a natural shorting zone. See that? Yep. So this is where harmonics really kicks ass where we're going to have like trend continuation setups take us right up into a natural trade location to shore. Right? They, they, they work in conjunction together. Okay, now I'll shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did we have fun tonight? Shall we? Oh, I had a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the next one. And oh, yeah, good stuff. We'll have to plan a show for when I'm in Vancouver, and me and Brian can uh, be in this studio there together. 
Cool. We should do it like from Decred or something. Or, uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you allowed to go there anymore? Oh, of course. Uh, I don't have my key anymore, but I still pay rent, so I should be able to go there. You pay rent, but you well, don't have the membership. Uh, I don't know. I just gave it back just to, so they had it. But um, yeah, I've been um, keeping that space going. You know, it's important to. Uh, that it's important that the Bitcoin space survives, not only in t the technological form, but in the uh, the people form too. And there, there's a lot of really talented people down there, just like there is uh, on this call right now. Cool. And the most talented one is speaking, isn't he? So, are you talking about yourself, Brian? No, I'm talking about you. <laughs> I, I appreciate the compliment. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe I'll do my little spiel here, and I gotta dip out. But um, again, yeah, I'll mention. Yeah, how are we doing on time? Did we? Uh, did we, are we at the end here? Yep, yeah. I think we're we're gonna shut her down. It's spiel time. Okay, so uh, to spill the spiel. Friday Coinfest, you can watch Block Talk for a solid six hours of different guests. Uh, check out my Twitter feed, Block underscore Talk, or YouTube.com slash Block Talk for more. Brian, okay, that's, that's all you were. We actually, um, there were a couple people asking about the school um, in the YouTube chat while you were talking. Uh, they're asking when the next class starts. Uh, next term starts in mid-May. It's going to be a really, really big room. Um, but anyway, we should have some fun. <laughs> it's always an adventure. Uh, but, uh, you know, the one thing I absolutely, oh, Alex is gone. Um, the one thing I absolutely love about the, the, the school that we run is that, um, it's the shit, right? I mean, if you want to learn how to trade, you want to learn how to do this right, that this is the shit. This, this is what you need to know. And the cool part about it is we got fucking Mr. Moneybags here, Da Vinci. I mean, he's fucking made so much money. Just applying the really simple principles of money management that we teach. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, not only have my accounts done well, and frankly speaking, using the most conservative, most sort of idiot-proof models, we're just doing ridiculous returns. I mean, these, these returns are just mind-boggling. So... Um, you know, everybody watching this video, for God's sakes, take advantage of this this opportunity while it still is here. It won't be here forever. Nope. Uh, we're in a very... Brian's going to get burnt out eventually. If Brian's going to get burnt out eventually teaching you guys. Well, yeah. No, please understand the audience. The, this I, I mean that in an endearing way, meaning, you know, you put so much effort into this, and that's what is, you know, amazing, is that you're you're on a one-on-one -on -one level with every single student. It's not like you're just recording something and playing it, you know, pretending like you're there. I mean, you're actually that's there one-on-one. -on -one. That, eh? I, I know that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not cool, man. You know, there's, there's a lot of like companies that do that where they'll, they'll make a bunch of webinars that seem like they're live, but in reality it's pre-recorded. So that's freaky sketchy. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Like people say that they they constantly say that they uh, they're just astounded at the content, at the detail of the course material. And I couldn't, in in all consciousness and good consciousness, teach a course how to trade 
unless I go into fucking just insane detail, right? But I have to, right? I mean, I wouldn't feel like I did the uh, the the program justice if I didn't. So, yeah, people are really really uh, jazzed about it. And like I said, I mean, we've got a student here who's done really really well with the material, and I think it's actually made a pretty damn big impact in his life. Oh yes. So, um, you know, this shit works. It, it works, right? And really, if anything, Da Vinci can attest to the simple fact is half of this is you got to fucking get rid of the ego. And you got to you got to just say, look, at this is what I'm going to do. And then are you going to actually do what you say you're going to do? Um, and it, it was beautiful watching Da Vinci go through his his metamorphosis. I watched him go from a real egotistical asshole know-it-all <laughs> okay, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I got to fucking sort of reset the thing. So now he knows everything, and he's back to being an egotistical <laughs> I, I just get it. I just get it. The worst part about it is, though, when I teach these people, and they do know how to act, and they do know how to behave, oh, my God, these people just they're, they just become monsters. It's, I mean, in a good way. We've had yeah. some students that gone on and started their own hedge funds. And other students that have gone and started up very successful advisory services, advising on crypto portfolios and trading. Other students that have built incredible scripting languages and gone off and taught scripting um, uh, language and, and selling scripts on TradingView and stuff like that. It's, a, it's beautiful to watch the development of each of the students in their each uh, their own unique way. I never know what's going to appeal to them. The course is so detailed that something always appeals to somebody, and and really the key is to just figure out what sort of clicks with you individually, and then let you at it. Right. So it's a lot of fun. It's been a and you know like everybody watching this show. Right. Uh, uh, where's the camera? Believe me now and hear me later, right? And how did Hans and Franz used to say that, right? My wife came to me after she passed away, and she told me that I had the opportunity to make a really big difference in this world. It's by helping people like you, honestly, from my heart. It's by helping people like you, I'm doing what she told me. I'm doing her work. So take advantage of me while you got me here, guys. I'm not going to be here forever. If you want it, come and get it. It's right here. All right. I've said De my piece. Definitely. I mean, I can't top that. I mean. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I left you in a bad seat. Oh, right. Now, Dad, what do you got to say? <laughs> but anyways, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, MitchyJ15. I also have a YouTube page. Right? I haven't, I haven't like, updated in a while, but, uh, you know, I used to, like, mention... I, I told people to get out of empty Gox and stuff like that and uh, Cripsy well before they, they went down. And I, I've been meaning to get back to that, but one day I will. <laughs> that's a, and that's a funny thing unto itself. I don't mean to interrupt, but I love this anecdote. I have a lot of people that come to me, oh, I'm totally crypto enthusiast. I do a blog and I do, look at it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And then I teach them how to trade and then they start going and making a pile of money in the market. And then they're, and then I go back to them, hey, how's the blog going? Ah, oh, fuck, why bother? 
<laughs> love it. You're not alone, Da Vinci. That's happened at least a half a dozen times with other people too. <laughs> Once you learn how to trade, it's like uh, I'm making money. Why? Why do I have to fucking bother doing all that shit? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, didn't mean to get off on a tangent there. Good deal. No. All right. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed my. I didn't mean to get emotional there. I didn't mean to get a little touchy. I apologize. But I hope everybody, uh, you learned something tonight. Um, hopefully, I've I've added to your lives. Please understand, I'm coming at this from absolutely the best place possible. Not looking to make a fortune off of this. Really, I'm here to try and help you guys. Try and believe that. It's actually a guy in this world who actually is trying to help you guys. That's the God's honest truth. All right, I better shut up, eh? Or else I'm just going to keep going on all night. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> all right, Steve. Yeah, I guess we can, on that, we can wrap up on that note. Well, right. <laughs> Crazy, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Steve, anything you want to add? Just, you okay. know... Uh, the blockchain show, the podcast that I host, is on a bit of a hiatus now. But some of the earlier stuff, I think, is some of the best work, um, you know, that I did. Uh, you know, I think that this space is amazing, and uh, you know, some of our beginning episodes really are geared toward people maybe just coming to this space. I know, you know, when I first uh, came to the space, kind of blew my mind at all the different possibilities and potential. So. It, just because we're not making new episodes, uh, you know, this week or, or, or last week, you know, maybe some of the earlier episodes, if you haven't listened to them, might, might be a good, good, good choice. Um, and, uh, you know, trial Coinergy and use uh, Brian's school, you know, lots of stuff out there for you. So good deal. I'll take it from there and uh, just say, yeah, uh, don't forget to check out Coinergy. Don't forget to like and subscribe um, this channel. Uh, you'll be notified of all new episodes. And, uh, yeah, I think we can just wave goodbye at that at this point. So Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah, hit that, hit that like button. <laughs> Happy Easter. Have, have a, a wonderful day. Happy trails.